For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. Yes, welcome to another Wednesday night of the round ball with Dom and Dodsey. And it's always good to have your company. Always lots to talk about. And with me, sitting right over there. Standing. Actually, can you... uh, can you actually see? People can see you, actually. So here he is right there is Travis Dodd. Travis. Waving just, to the masses. Just Hello, wave everyone. to the minority, uh, the masses out there. How are you, Trav? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I can't believe that you've done three in a row. Three pressing, one in a row. Pressing the wrong buttons to start the show. You know, when people come on and just blame other people, that means they've got nothing else to talk about. You get paid to talk about what you know, and that is... I know that. What do you know, anyway? I, don't I know. know. I, I don't know even lots. know what you're doing here. I know lots, I see, my friend. I see uh, Kimbo and uh, Roach on the wall there. Out the I'm door, mate. Sure we kicked them out. Yeah, unbelievable. Now, uh, what can we talk about first? There is. Oh, by the way, our special guest tonight. I think uh, you mentioned it with the boys uh, before the uh, our show here, and that is uh, wow, blast from the past. And people often say, "Whatever happened to Fernando? Can you hear the drums, Fernando?" Well, Fernando Rick is living in Brazil, very happy. We're going to catch up, Fernando, but he's got an amazing story to tell us about his son. Trav? His son, really? His son. Yes. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to it. What a great player he was, he was. Uh, when he was at Adelaide United with Shenking Chu. Uh, and the chant was going around from the the stadium. We will, we, we will, will wreck you. <laughs> Pretty good play on and words. We did. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, we're going to find out more about uh, his son because I'll, I'll just give you a teaser here. His son. Thank you. Yeah, his son. Uh, never seen him play. He's I think he's seventeen years of age, and um, he uh, because he was born in Brisbane because he did play for uh, yeah. Brisbane. Obviously, yep. he is eligible to play for. Australia for the green and gold. And he says that he's, uh, well, not so much the Socceroos, a bit young, but, you know, the underage teams or whatever. Uh, Oh, so he's not eligible for the Socceroos? No, he is, but he's... Okay, he is, yeah. So I was right. Goodness gracious. Anyway, getting back to uh, the real thing, uh, he said he's a really good player and he just wants to know if uh, the FFA are listening and watching and uh, letting everyone know. Where's he playing now? He plays in Sao Paulo, I think. Okay. We'll, we'll find out we'll more let, about We'll let Fernando yeah. uh, tell us more. That's a little bit later on. So make sure you listen to that. It'll be really good to catch up with uh, Fernando. Of course, we're here. Thanks to Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. Hyundai, uh, the plate clearance is on right now. You receive special bonuses today. And uh, our Milk Bar open line number, as always, old-fashioned service with a modern twist at milkbar.com.au is 1300 736 If you want to call us about anything you like about the uh, either the local game, the uh, A-League, or anything that you've seen overseas, maybe Liverpool, who... Uh, Wow, all of a sudden, if, uh, the wheels are starting oh, to wobble. Great stuff, isn't it? All the text line number is 0427-154-166. They were invincible there for a little while. They were. 44 games. Yeah. Unbelievable. And not like the, the invincibles of Arsenal that include a lot of draws. I think I think Liverpool had like one draw in the, that unbelievable run. So it's come to an end. And now the flip side is they've lost three out of the last four. So... <laughs> Because oh, if you haven't caught up with the latest, they did lose this morning, knocked out of the, uh, <coughs> pardon me, the FA Cup. Uh, they lost against uh, Atletico Madrid, wasn't it, in the um, Champions League and the first yes. league. Now they're yes, going to play at home. So, yeah. so what do you reckon? Are you they reckon... chance? Uh, I I'm not sure of the table. I haven't seen it for a, a week. Been or dislodged. So. Uh, could they lose it? Could they actually choke from here? I mean, surely not. Surely not. This would be the biggest choke in the history of any sport in the world if they were to choke from here. So, uh, I don't know. We'll 20, have a look. Twenty-two point lead with yeah. ten games to go. So theoretically, they could do it. Come on, come on. <laughs> Nothing would give me more pleasure. Uh, that is nasty, but we'll keep an eye on them because uh, you know 
And as you know, Travis, I mean, when you're winning, you, you, you are invincible. You think nobody is ever going to beat you. But when you start losing a couple of games, then you have a, start, a few doubts start to creep well, in your surely, head. Well, surely, yeah, surely not, though. With a team like that and to go on a, an unbelievable run like they did, uh, of 44 games undefeated, unbeaten, I should say, uh, nah, they can't, surely. They, they've got the quality there. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't bet against. I mean, uh, I think they just need four wins, and that that'll wrap it up. So uh, I'm sure they're going to play again. Although they did lose to Watford, didn't they, over the weekend, which were yeah, was a big in the loss, relegation heavy zone. Loss as well. Three yeah. And and they really stitched them up pretty good as well. Yeah. It wasn't just a thought it was a fluke or whatever. But anyway, that's uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Not that we care. Back home though, uh, Trav Adelaide United. Well, two in a row now. They've lost. What's going on there? I not? know we've spoken about this uh, so many times. Uh, just the consistency is killing them at the moment. They. Got themselves into the game, took the lead uh, with Christian Opseth, which was uh, it was great to see him score and uh, be able to contribute to the team that way. But just some some lax defending, switching off at a, a throw in to concede that goal. Look, they had chances to win it. George Blackwood hit the crossbar twice, so plenty of opportunities. Toure had a chance right at the end, but to be honest, uh, Naboot with that wow. screamer. Remember the previous game here? He missed a couple of sitters. I didn't call that game. You did that one oh, with, uh, right. with Ange Costanzo. Well, he did. He, he redeemed himself because that game there, he missed a couple of sitters, which could have got him a point or maybe even three points. And uh, this one here, what a cracker of a goal it was. Well, it was massive as well to, to keep him in the finals hunt because they lose that one and they're, they're well and truly... You reckon, no they, you reckon they can get into the six? Well, they're two wins. They're only two wins out now. Yeah. Uh, and what have they got? Uh, nine games to go. So... They're well and truly. The, the biggest thing is for Adelaide United this week. They lose and to, to Western United yeah. and Brisbane win. They're out of the six. Wow. They will be out of and the six. And they've got some tough games coming up after the war. Even against Newcastle, I think they played them the following week. They've got two home games now against Western United and Newcastle. You would expect them to beat Western United. You would expect them to do that. Well, but what a win they're coming off. Western United, uh, yeah, yeah you're right. Absolutely uh -oh. polaxed. <laughs> I know. Central Coast Mariners. It's making it interesting, though, isn't it? At least it's not. At least it's not a uh, like lay down Mazir where we already know who's playing in the top six because it's really open at the moment. Yeah, well, a month ago you you probably would have on form just just about stitched up the top yeah. six, but it's just amazing how much a couple of weeks can change the complexion of the league. Well, even you mentioned like Melbourne Victory have got a chance. Even Newcastle Jets, who are second to bottom, have got a chance to get in there as well. They, you know, they string a few wins in a row. It'll really make uh, no, make it interesting. No, you don't no, reckon? No, I'm ruling them out now. Already? Jets, oh, yeah. Right, it's going to make a note Although, Topper Stanley. Uh, what, a, not... oh, what a goal. Is that the goal of the season? That was an absolute belter, It was a wasn't rocket, it? wasn't it? It was Top a belter, corner. but yeah. you know, Naboot, Naboot's goal was uh, pretty good on the weekend as well. Yeah, especially under the circumstances, it was a good goal. So he has redeemed himself. And really, he's been very disappointing since he's come back to Australia playing the A-League Naboot because he left Australia uh, like uh, well, a superstar, really. He scored yeah, all those goals Japan. for Newcastle. Ended up going to Japan, which was a fantastic contract. Was playing for Australia. Since he's been back, It's hasn't been the same player, has he, really? No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He definitely hasn't found that form and... You know, you wonder how much of that is down to uh, Kevin Musket and, you know, the, the influence that he had. Um, you know, I can't remember who he had, who the coach was in Newcastle when, when he was there, when he was bagging. It all would those. have to have been um, the former Melbourne coach. What's his name? Um, yeah, it wouldn't have been Merrick. Merrick? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. Honest. But anyway, he was, that was the best form. Because Melbourne Victory got rid of him in the first place, remember? Because yeah. he was really a fringe player. Went to Newcastle and uh, started to uh, score goals for fun. And uh, anyway, the rest is history. So maybe, just maybe, it could be the old debut uh, coming back. Ben Halloran signing for a, 
a couple of extra years. Surprised me a little bit. I yeah, didn't think he would. Absolutely. I think that's uh, well, it's definitely a shock to me. Um, Adelaide United, I would dare to say, would have had, had to have loosened the purse strings a little bit on that one because he would have had plenty of suitors uh, going around at the moment, especially with the form he is in, uh, scoring five and seven now, I think. Uh, he didn't yeah. score on the weekend, but still a, a great return from him this season. Just need a, a couple of more contributors, regular contributors on the score sheet. But I think the, the more concerning thing for Verbeek now is to shore up defensively and, and just not concede these uh, soft goals. You mentioned uh, the purse strings. Uh, you know, give, just give people an idea. I mean, you, you don't know exactly what he would have signed, up, obviously, but you've been involved in it. How much do you, people always want to know? How much do the A-League players get? What do you reckon he would have re-signed for, roughly? Well, the the average the average wage is about 160 grand. So, I don't know. I, I think he'd be... Over any, 200? Yeah, he'd be between the 220, 250 mark. Not bad for kicking a ball around, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's not too bad at all. But I think you were you were getting something similar to that when you were media manager. Uh, earlier, when Plus I was... Car. <laughs> uh, no, no, definitely not. Otherwise... Uh, well, that's what you're on now. I, otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here with you, trust me. Uh, but well done, Ben Halloran. And I think all the Adelaide supporters would be pretty relieved that they've hung on to Ben Halloran because, as you mentioned, he's another one. That's, uh, that's got a new lease of life um, since he's uh, come back to Australia because, I mean, he was in the uh, the Brazil squad uh, yeah. in the Socceroos. And then from there, really, it's, things just went backwards for him. But, so maybe this could just be what he needs. It's amazing how many players have come to Adelaide and uh, their careers have lit up again and they've started to do well. Or, you know, if they might have been in the doldrums, it, what, I don't know what it is with Adelaide, but they seem to sort of do better once they come here and play with Adelaide. Yeah, we'll have to get a bit of a list, actually, to see which other players, uh, Adelaide United players, are, are coming off contract um, to see, yeah. I guess, get a get a bit of an idea on what their priorities, where their priorities might be in terms of re-signing players. Now, I, I did read uh, an article from the PFA last week, actually, about player contracts and security or lack of security and why there's so much turnover in players each season because we do see it that clubs will sign six, seven, eight new players every year. The the PFA said that over half of the players in the league are currently on one-year contracts. Wow, and really? It just, it just doesn't provide any longevity or any security. It doesn't encourage clubs to try and invest in players to develop them. It's, it's more about giving them a season, hoping that they come good, and if mm. they don't, well, then you cut them and they're on to the next one. It also promotes this idea that we recycle players yeah. because that is that is essentially what happens. Well, that's that the time. part I don't like where you get certain players playing with five different clubs in the A-League, you know. It's Are you talking about Scott Jamison? Well, no, I knew you were going to bring... No, I'm not talking about Scotty. There's been a few you players... You said five players, five clubs. He well, played for five clubs. Okay, four clubs. <laughs> Six clubs. <laughs> I'd like to see how many... Maybe we should get Benny to do some work and uh, go work that out. How many players... A list of the top 10 players who played for the most clubs in the A-League in its very short existence. That What, what would... What do you reckon? How many players do you reckon would be in that category, roughly? How many, half how half many, a dozen. How many did you play for? Seven or eight. I played for two. Oh, well, that's not in the A-League? Yeah, yeah. A -League. Two. Yeah. Two. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. No, I think there'd be about six or seven players that have had five or more clubs. Wow. And when you consider how long the A-League's the a gone for. But that's what happens. And you'll find that it'll be the same next season because there's a new club coming in and there'll be players that can't make the grade at the club they're at and they'll just go to that club. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So. And then on the flip side to that, you've got uh, Lee Broxham, who's played over 300 games for Melbourne Victory. 
Yeah. One club. Yeah. One club, man. And not, that's something that you don't see. Yeah. That's, there's not many of them, is there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, how good would that be to, for him to be in that position, to be a one club man for his whole career? Yeah. yeah. A la Steven Gerrard. Yeah. Well, there you go. Another one. And, and it doesn't even, when you look around the world, not it doesn't. Not comparing him as players, though. No. <laughs> no, far from it. But when you look around the world, there's a lot of players that don't stay at that club for that long. I mean, the days of I can say Maldini, he was one that for for um, AC Milan. Yeah, that was he was a one club man. He played goodness knows how many games, but it doesn't happen very often because uh, what what do they do, Travis? They chase the money. I thought you were going to say Instagram followers. Money, no money. Anyway, if you'd like to have a chat uh, on your opinion about anything to do with the world game, because uh, it is your show, you can give us a call here on one three hundred seven three six seven three six and our text line number. If you want to give us a text, if you want. Uh, and we, I know we have listeners in Mount Gambier. I was speaking to a friend over in Mount Gambier over the weekend, Trav, and uh, they like to listen to the show down there in the southeast, which is good. So uh, you have fond memories of Mount Gambier of the one time you've ever been there in your life? I think life. I've been a couple times, actually. Oh, have you been twice? Yeah, we did a pre-season game there. Yes, remember um, that? Perth Glory. You remember Correct. my uncle walking in at halftime? <laughs> that you, was quite funny. One day I want you to explain and uh, tell the uh, listeners that story because it is a very funny story. Uh, yeah. That we you were playing a game in uh, in Mount Gambier again at Van Sutter Park against Perth Glory and uh, yeah June, uh, I won't you want you want to <laughs> let's now we'll, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and I'll let you finish that story because we've got a lot to talk about uh, we're going to talk about the Aussies abroad shortly and still to come our special guest tonight all the way from Brazil is Fernando Rec uh, you are listening to the Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy on SENSA the round ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre best in the air and everywhere and Hyundai 7 year warranty yes so welcome back to the round ball with Dom and Dodsey here for you through until uh, 7 o'clock South Australian time we are here for Flight Centre best in the air and everywhere Hyundai plate clearance is on now you receive special bonuses today and of course if you want to have a chat to us our milk bar open line number is one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or you can text us on oh four two seven one five four one double six. And I think we've got some goodies to give you if you want to give us a call. By the way, we've got tickets to Adelaide United home games. Uh, they got one uh, on Saturday night against Western United. Uh, well, can't give you to the W League because that's done and dusted. We'll talk about that later. And uh, also um, a fifty dollar voucher to the Milk Bar. So just for getting through and having a chat, that's what we'll give you. We are here to give you gifts. It is fringe time, uh, Travis. So we like to uh, get it into the fringy mood. Very festive, festive, isn't it? Now, before we uh, talk about the Aussies abroad, finish your story about your uh, dad on that. Uh, no, trip. my uncle. My uh, uncle. Yeah. Just... So uh, we had the the preseason. Cup. I don't know if it was a cup or just a friendly, no, but playing Perth. No, no. Remember they had the preseason cup in those yep, days. So, yeah. uh, really, Vidmar was the coach at the time. Now, what had happened is I've got a lot of family in Mount Gambia, so I needed some extra tickets to to give out to the to the Rellos. And <laughs> our football ops at the time, Ryan Peramisco, ran out of tickets, so he made up a, a couple of official passes to to give to to relatives. So I've given a couple of them out and. Lo and behold, at half time, we're about five minutes into Viddy's team talk, and uh, my uncle just comes storming, storming into the change room. Hey, go, nephew! I said, Hey, hey, uncle, how are you? I said, You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to get out of here. It's uh, it's half time, and the coach is giving his talk, and and Viddy's just sitting, standing there, looking absolutely dumbfounded. But quite funny that Ryan, the football ops, was standing on the door on the outside, being like the bodyguard security. And my uncle's just flashed the the pass at him that Ryan did, 
and Ryan's let him inside. So <laughs> I, I don't understand. So you just wanted to come in and say hello. Yeah. During yeah. during a really Vidmar's team talk. Yeah. <laughs> Break it up a bit. Had a had a bit of. Uh, Did you have a laugh about it? How was video yeah, about that? Yeah, no, he had. He, he saw the lighter side of it. I reckon it. John so, Cosmina might not have been too so happy about that. It was only that. a friendly. It was only a friendly. Yeah, well, okay. It's a good story though, but uh, it's those little memories times, that you yeah. have of Mount Gambier. And to all our listeners in Mount Gambier, if you want to have a chat to us, you can call us. By the way, Aussies abroad. Thanks to Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. Yes, sir. Let's have a look at uh, what is happening with our Aussies abroad, and there are so many of them around the world. Uh, Trav, you can kick it off. Uh, with... Kick it off? Yeah. No, I'm not going to go to the UK. I'm going to go to Asia. I'll go to Asia. Asia then. Oh, we, you know, have you neglect, got your mask? We we <laughs> neglect Asia a little bit, but there's still a, we love Asia. a lot of football going on. I love Asia. Saudi Arabia. Brad Jones played 90 minutes for Al Nassar as they drew two all to Al Ali. Craig Goodwin, who's been absolutely on fire uh, in Saudi Arabia, played a full match, but they lost. Uh, 3-2 to Al Fateh, <laughs> slipping to fourth place. So okay. they they were they were right up there at one stage, um, but you know looking to slip off the pace a bit. Uh, Qatar Shane Lowry, who's a former Perth Glory player, and I think he's played for Socceroos. I'm quite sure was yeah, taken I think off he did. after the first half as Al Ali lost one uh, 0 to Al Ryan, former Adelaide United captain Asia uh, Sanchez. Played nine minute, uh, 90 minutes in a 2-1 loss as well. Uh, one that he doesn't have on here, Benny, our producer, but the Suwong Blue Wings played in the Champions League against uh, my old team, Johor FC of Malaysia. Uh, Adam Taggart, uh, striker, and Terry Antonis, former Sydney FC player, uh, both played in that game. They went down to Johor 2-1, but Terry Antonis scored an absolute cracker in that game. So uh, not a great result. You would expect yeah. that. The, the Korean teams, the powerhouse, to, to go over to Malaysia and sort of stamp their authority, but uh, not to be. Mm. Uh, in the UK, yep. Uh, Aaron Moy and Matt Ryan, they're back fighting for survival. Brighton, uh, another loss over the weekend, with Watford and Burnmouth picking up some great results. We spoke about Watford beating Liverpool 3 What a win. Bournemouth winning against uh, <laughs> Chelsea. So that puts them right, right in the relegation battle uh, again. So... You know, they're going to have to lift their lift their game there. Scotland, uh, Oli Bozanic uh, scored the winner over Rangers uh, for, for Hearts there. So uh, knocking Rangers out of the Scottish Cup. Uh, Tom Rogic played 25 minutes off the bench as Celtic scraped past St. Johnston 1-0. Not getting a lot of game time, is he, Rogic? No, and not. we really need him to with the... Um Socceroos got some qualifiers coming up this month. Yep, that's, that's true. Uh, Martin Boyle... Uh, Start of the game, came off late for Hibs. They smashed Inverness 5-2. Uh, Marcelo Ongo, Marcelo Ongo. I think he's copping a bit of bit of heat over over there with Sheffield Wednesday. It was a big season signing and mm. hasn't played too many minutes. And I did read some press that the fans are, are starting to call him a, a thief because he's robbing, oh, really? robbing a living over there. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> wow. it's, uh, it's quite harsh. I he mean, was doing so well at he's QPR. He's been injured, yeah. And that's what they're saying. Like, he was never injured at QPR. Now he comes here. Uh, and all of a sudden he's injured. So, I mean, you, you can't blame the player for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just uh, struggling to get on the park over there. So why don't you tell us, uh, Trip, what's uh, what's happening over in Europe? Well, in the, the UEFA European League, James Holland had a man of the match performance, which is good to see for Lask Linz as they knocked out AZ Alkmaar, beating them 2-0 at home. And he will now face your team, Manchester United, in the round of 16. So watch out. 
That'll be pretty exciting for James Holland to play against Manchester United. They're probably a chance of winning that as well. I hope they do. I want them to kick Man U out. Now, one of our favourite sons, uh, we spoke to him a little while ago, Matthew Leckie in Germany. Well, he was out of favour, but he was an unused sub. At least he's sitting on the bench because for a while there, Trav, he wasn't even on the bench for his team at uh, Hertha Berlin, who bounced back to a 3-3 draw against Fortuna Dusseldorf. So uh, good to see Matty uh, at least getting uh, back on the benches. And again, with the Socceroos um, match coming up, we really need Matty to get some match time. Brandon Borello, Adelaide boy, who once again an unused stub for Freiburg in a one 0 loss to Borussia Dortmund. And in Israel, Nika, we've been talking about Rukovitsa, Nikita Rukovitsa for a while, adding another goal to his tally. He's got 18 now for the season. He's flying. Not bad. He's definitely got to get a Socceroos call up. I still remember that. I still remember. You reckon? Yeah. Oh. I still remember when we Adelaide United played Perth Glory. And I hope Ange Angela's Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rukovitsa just kicked the ball past him from the halfway line. And away he just went. turned on the afterburners. He, oh, he was so quick. And Ange, well, with his lovely long locks he had in those days, forget about it. You couldn't, I couldn't work out <laughs> if it looked like he was on a treadmill. Ange Costanzo, that is, or if he was towing a caravan, how quickly uh, Rukovica got away. So from it wasn't him. just me that noticed that. No, I mean that's that that YouTube. <laughs> is that clip, folklore now? It's there's a YouTube clip. Oh, is there clip. really? Yeah, Benny uh, can find it and post it on I'd Twitter for all that. our listeners. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is great stuff. It's been viewed uh, many and many a time. Uh, fantastic. Well, anyway, sorry, Ange, if you're listening. Uh, in Serbia, Milos Degenek played a full match as Red Star drew nil-nil at home with Partizan. So. Uh, a few Aussies are having uh, a bit of game time over there. We need a lot more of them, especially if we're there going to play for the Socceroos. So that uh, they are our Aussies abroad. We kind of got a little bit of an Aussie abroad uh, coming up pretty soon. He did play in Oz, and now he's abroad, but uh, he's not an Australian. It works perfectly, doesn't it? Does it does work, but we're going to speak with Fernando Red. Well, his son is. Well, his son, you're right, because his son was born in Brisbane. So he's a Brisbane boy, but apparently speaks no English. <laughs> but uh, He doesn't speak any English, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Fernando was his interpreter. He did an interview with uh, Fox. <laughs> well, that's the way it is, but it doesn't matter because football is the language of the world. Now, I don't know, and I could be wrong here, but Miroslav Klose, the German striker, yep. could he, he could he speak German when he went into the national team? Because well, I don't a, think he's of uh, German. I thought he was German. But, well, he is because he played for Germany. No, but I mean of German. I thought he I was born know. in Germany. Uh, well, maybe, I German don't know. Descent. Maybe I'm getting confused. Then with, I think uh, you're with g- another getting player. confused Am with. I? I think I know who you're thinking of, and I just can't think of his name. Okay, keep thinking then. Yeah, we don't want to hold yeah. things up. We're going to have a break here while I think because it hurts. So, uh, But anyway, we're going to be talking to Fernando uh, right after this. But there's still time if you would like to give us a call. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. That is our Milk Bar open line number. And, of course, our text line, 0427154166. We're here for Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. If you're planning a holiday, call your local Flight Centre travel expert on 131600. And not forgetting our good friends at Hyundai. Hyundai plate clearance is on right now. You receive special bonuses today. But you can give us a call. You are listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. On SENSA, The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai's seven-year warranty. Yes, welcome back. Uh, it is The Round Ball with uh, Dom and Dodsey. Nice to have your company. Uh, thanks to Flight Centre South Australia. Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And, of course, if you're planning a holiday, uh, call your local Flight Centre travel expert on 131600. And our number here is 1300 736 736. That's our Milk Bar open line number. 
And our text is 0427-154-166. Tom Ronaldo here and Travis Dodd. And shortly, hopefully, we'll catch up with uh, Fernando Rick. But before we do that, uh, Trav, let's go to the phones. Uh, Larry from Cool Kenny wants to talk about Adelaide United. How are you, Larry? Hey, boys. How are you going tonight? Pretty Very good, mate. Very well, thanks. Just three quick points, and then you guys can comment. Um, a little bit of a worry with Adelaide uh, this season. Um, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. We either win or lose. We've had no draw. Um, the defence isn't up to scratch, leading with easy goals. We can't even hold on for a draw against Melbourne Victory, who hasn't done much in the last six weeks. And my third point is, um, Mohamed Touré and Yang, he, the coach brings them on a bit too late. It's hard to do anything in, in 10 minutes to go in a game. What do you reckon, guys? Trav? Yeah, look, uh, I'll go backwards there. Uh, bringing the subs on, it's always difficult uh, when you, you bring a player on for five or ten minutes, even 15 minutes. It's just not long enough to get into a game and it's going to be extraordinary circumstances for them to get in, find their rhythm straight away and be able to be good contributors towards the game. But I guess that's uh, that's really what you want from from your subs to come on and make an impact regardless of, of when you bring them on. But well, if they score, it's a masterstroke. Well, it is. Okay. I don't, I mean, look, I, yep. I'm not coaching at that level, clearly, but even at an MPL level, you know, I personally like to give players uh, you know, 25, 30 minutes to settle into the game and, and be able to make an impact. But uh, to your other points about being uh, Jekyll and Hyde, you're, you are right. It's, it's just a very frustrating thing, and I'm sure for the coach and the playing group as yep. well, that they just can't find that consistency all around for 90 minutes to, to keep holding on and grind out these results because they're the they're the type of results yeah. away from home uh, when you've got two home games coming up. You know, if you can bag three points away and, and consolidate a top six spot, well, then, you know, that's that's fantastic. Now, on the flip side, they're, you know, fighting for their lives uh, this week. Yeah, they don't like draws, do they, Larry? No, no. It, we, I don't know if anyone had a season without a draw. The other thing that the other thing is against Western Sydney, we're up to one and we let four goals in the first half. Now that just doesn't cut it, really. Yeah. No, you're right. That was uh, that was terrible defending the, the week before. So, look, the you know, the hard thing is, um, you know, Western Western United this week coming off a huge win. Yeah. Uh, you would expect their confidence to be sky high, even though look, I say. It was only against the Mariners, but regardless, regardless of the opposition, you still have to go out and do the right thing and put the goal, put the ball in the back of the net. Thing is, Larry, even some of those games they have won this season, you know, they haven't really played that well. They've jagged the win at the end of the game or bad mistakes by the opposition. So there's only, I mean, if you look at some of the wins they've had, there's only been a handful of games that they've actually played well enough to win. So uh, you're right, they are Jekyll and Hyde. Very hard to see what you're going to get, and if. Uh, if the other teams are on song and they don't miss their chances, Adelaide will be in big trouble. I agree, boys. I agree. We really need to improve. We need to win our remaining home games yep. or we're going to struggle to even get in that top six. Yep, I think so. All right, Larry. Uh, thanks for your call, mate. You want a couple of tickets to uh, go and see them on uh, Saturday against Western United? Oh, I'd love to. That would be great. All right, I'll give you a couple of tickets. Thank you. That's my pleasure to, get to see the game. And also, I'm going to give you a $50 voucher for you to spend at the Milk Bar. Okay, okay mate? Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Thanks, uh, Larry. Enjoy your night. Hang on there, and uh, Benny will come back and take some details. But really, you know, he does, and we've spoken about that for weeks, that they, they're just so inconsistent, you just don't know what you're going to get. And they really haven't been convincing. Um, 
and you haven't got enough confidence in them when they go out to think, well, what are we going to get tonight from Adelaide United? Are we going to get a good Adelaide United or a lucky one or are they just going to lose the game? Yeah, you're right. Uh, can Do you think the, the silver lining is that they are where they are, but they've done that off the back of, uh, or I don't know, could you say injury ravaged? But they've they've certainly unearthed uh, a lot of young players yep. this year, so that is that is a huge positive. Uh, you would expect that Adelaide United will make the finals, but if they don't, is it a is it a failure for the season? Um, given the, what they've gone through with players and and the amount of younger players they've uh, given debuts to. I guess it all depends how you look at it. It is a failure on the park because at one stage they were vying for top two many many weeks ago when they won four in a row, and now they're Really, just trying to hang into that top six, and well, uh, and as you mentioned, there's a chance that there's no guarantee they're going to make the finals. Yeah, you're right, but you'd expect them to. Uh, even as late as last week, they were still playing for a top two spot, and uh, you know it's it's pretty tight up the top. Sydney FC, I, I stick with what I've said previously. We'll run away with it. That's done and dusted. Yeah. Uh, so really, you're fighting for the for the second spot to get that double chance. Absolutely. And when well, they you... don't do double chance anymore, sorry, in the finals. No, they don't. You're right. They don't no. do double chances. But when you see uh, after this uh, game um, against uh, Western United, they got Newcastle who've got two new players. It looks like, <clears throat> pardon me, looks like they're not going to be easy beats like they may have been at the beginning of the season against Newcastle. Uh, <clears throat> that'll be the next home game they got. Then away they go. They got Melbourne City away. This is just Wellington away, which is never going to be easy. Uh, Sydney at home. Perth at home, and they finish off with an away trip in Brisbane. So they've got some tough games coming up, so they really need to the next two games to get maximum points at home. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Uh, and you don't want to be going into that that final, particularly four games um, before the Brisbane game against the top four sides, trying to pick up results to, to get into the top six. Uh, uh, the good thing to that is if Adelaide United can pick up results now, well then these last or those last four games, that's a real, real chance for them to climb up the ladder and knock off teams that are above them and, and catch them. Because below them you've got teams like uh, Brisbane, Western United, Western Sydney, and Melbourne Victory all just uh, clipping and biting at their heels, and uh, they make a mistake. Any one of those teams will just get closer and just overtake them. So well, Brisbane have come from nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, they lost on the weekend to, to Melbourne City, but they've got themselves into the top six now, which you would have thought yeah. you know, five, six weeks ago, they'll be battling it out with uh, the Mariners. What What do you think, just uh, in closing about this topic, what do you think is Adelaide United's problem? Where are they going wrong? Why are they all, all of a sudden so inconsistent? They win four, lose two, win one, lose another couple. What's what do you think from looking from the outside? Well, it's a it's a hard one to be honest. Um, you know, being from the outside, it's it's lack of concentration, uh, not not following runners in the midfield and defenders. You know, the the first goal against Melbourne Victory on the weekend, it was switching off at a throw in. It's just these lapses in concentration. Now, as a coach, how do you? I don't know how you really coach that because that's it's up to the individual to be switched on and you know, for the players around them to be talking to each other, communicating, passing runners on and all that kind of stuff. The other, the other thing to that is you know, they need an out-and-out -out goal scorer. Mm. Um, Opseth scored on the weekend but hasn't contributed enough. Ben Halloran's done well. He scored quite a few, but you don't want to be relying on you know your wide players. You want them to be contributors, but you can't expect them to be your main yeah. goal scorers for the season. Uh, Ahasan Toure, who... 
had shown good things early on, got injured. So, you know, they haven't had a good run with injuries. I mean, I wonder as well, we've seen... That's another story. We've, we've seen Fabik come out in the in the press... Um, Scathing. Compl- ...complaining about the surfaces at, at Marvel Stadium, complaining about playing in the heat. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the same for everybody. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, these other players, well, other clubs above them, uh, having the same battles and getting results. So... But you get foreign coaches, whoever they are, always come here from overseas and always complain about the same things, about the heat and the pitches, but that's just the way it is here. And that's why I'm an advocate of just get the Aussie coaches because they know what to expect. That's just the way it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, and we've got, we've got a we got a message in uh, on the text line from Brendan at Fullerton saying, consistency is always going to be hard to find when blooding so many youngsters. Equal parts excitement and frustration. And you're exactly right. Yeah, it is that the youngsters are going to be hot and cold. And yeah. I, I said that'll with Al-Hassan Toure being so young, you can't expect him to be your your main striker to, to score you 15 goals a season. And the same with Toure. He did so well in his first uh, game, uh, scored in the second game, but they're not your savers. Yengi is yeah, not your saver. You can't put that weight on their shoulders. You Absolutely know. not. You know, Absolutely they're not. there to learn. But uh, anyway, we can talk about that all day. But a guy that I wish Adelaide United could have right now because... He, well, was, he was I don't a know. he was a prolific goal scorer. No, no thanks to yeah. you, but he was a prolific goal scorer for Adelaide United. And you know, a lot of people say, "Whatever happened to Fernando Rick?" Well, I can tell you what happened to him. We just woke him up very early in the morning in Porto Alegre in Brazil. He joins us now, Fernando. It's always a pleasure. How are you, my friend? Hey Dom, how are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Fernando, uh, definitely, you definitely just woke him up. Oh, Benny, sorry, uh, sorry, Fernando. I said let's let's do a pre-record no, so you no, can no, at least no, sleep no. in. He was, what what time is it there in uh, in uh, Porto Alegre, uh, Fernando? Five in the morning. Ah, <laughs> come on up, and Adam, you should be running, doing some laps this time of the day. What's the matter with you? <laughs> when you were here in Adelaide, you used to go to bed at five in the morning. No, 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 not really. It's just Wednesday. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, we everybody's got very fond memories of when you played here in Adelaide, Fernando. We'll talk about you first, and then I know you want to talk about your son shortly. But uh, were they good memories for you? You look back on all those years, and it seems like yesterday with fond memories. I just would like it was a fantastic time, you know. Uh, we just had a great time. Um Adelaide was, uh, for me in that time, uh, was actually my last club, the last club uh, where I play soccer at high level and uh, means, you know, a lot for me. Uh, we had a really good group of fantastic players. Uh, we just achieved a lot of things and, uh, you know, it was like a really great time, you know. Uh, and... I still follow the, the soccer in Australia. I still uh, look after uh, the clubs. And, you know, uh, uh, every weekend I just check you know, the, the results and, and, you know, the news. So um, it was a great time. Australia, for me, was a great time in my life. I spent like six years uh, playing soccer in Australia and, uh, you know, couldn't be different. So uh, it was a really special time. Fernando, you stopped playing in 2007, and the time flies. So 13 years ago, wow. you retired young. Why did Why did you stop? Uh, actually, because 
I didn't feel, uh, uh, you know, like uh, 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 really good to play at high level. Uh, you know, uh, 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 my strongness, my my fitness uh, wasn't like the 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 way I used to do the the way I used to play. And um, actually, as I said, I spent like six years in Australia, and when I came back to Brazil. I just want to stay a little bit more like at home, uh, uh, closer than my family. So that's uh, most like uh, because of this, you know. And actually, I, I was invited from my former club, Juventude, uh, to work with them as a, a sort of CEO in, in Brazil back in 2008. So... Um, I thought it was like the time to stop play and, uh, you know, starting to do something else in the soccer. Yeah. So if my maths is correct, uh, you did retire at the age of 32, which is a, a big call to make. Uh, what have you been doing? Uh, you mentioned you were involved with your former club. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Yeah, it's been... Uh, Few years back that time, 2008, 2009, uh, as, a, as a as a CEO from my former club, and um, after that, I just started to uh, study for to be a coach. Uh, actually, I don't want to be a coach. I never wanted to be a, a coach. Now I work as assistant coach uh, from the last. Uh, six, seven, eight years or something else. I uh, just work with a guy who used to play with me back 25 years ago, something like this. So we started to work together. And uh, as I said, yeah, for the last six, seven years, uh, we just are working together. Uh, and, and for me, in this case, as assistant coach. Oh, fantastic. Well, I know that you, you're a very passionate football man. Now, you've got a son. Let's talk about your son, who also now plays for Juventuri. Uh, tell, tell us about him, because uh, it's an interesting story. Uh, now, what, what's his name? Rafael. Okay, Rafael was born in Brisbane. Now, uh, is he as good as his father? <laughs> uh, he's much better than <laughs> his father. <laughs> so, so you, Yeah, Rafael. So you, you want the, the sorry to interrupt you. You you want the uh, I guess the authorities, the FFA, to know that your son is well. He was born in Brisbane, so he's got an Australian passport and he is eligible to play for Australia. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, he can play for Australia. He was born in Brisbane in two thousand and two when I used to play for Brisbane Strikers. Uh, and yeah, he he plays now for Juventude. Um, he he's there uh, since he was like ten years old. Uh, now uh, uh, he's got like a professional contract. He's seventeen now, and he's got a professional uh, uh, contract with with the club. And um, he plays for under twenties now, I'm looking of course to play at senior level. You know. Um, and yeah, he he's a really good player. Uh, uh, I never actually uh, uh, wanted, 
you know, my kids to play soccer. Like, you know, it was like their choice, uh, even from Guilherme, my older son, then he's playing Portugal now. Um, and then uh, uh, they just wanted to play for themselves. And they actually doing good. And, and Rafael, uh, because of, you know, he was born in Australia, he always was mentioned for me like uh, uh, it's a bit hard to play for like a Brazilian national team. Um, and then he said to me, uh, since he was 13 or 14, then one day he wants to play a World Cup. And, uh, you know, because he was born in Australia, uh, he was looking actually forward to to get known from 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 Australia, FFA, or, you know, uh, uh, whatever the soccer in Australia is now. All right. What, what, what sort of a player is he? Uh, what position does he play? And tell us a bit about him. Uh, he plays uh, uh, forward, like an attacking. Uh, uh, he plays uh, a little bit the same way as I used to play, you know. Uh, uh, he's like a strong kid. Uh, uh, he's quick with the ball, uh, not as, as Travis used to, used to be, but he, he, he's a quick boy. Uh, he's comfortable with the ball, um, score always a lot of goals, and, and, and he can play with like both legs, you know, easy. Um, yeah, he, he's a pretty much like the way I used to play. He plays now. What about your your eldest son uh, playing in Portugal? Uh, how does it go? How is it uh, having him not at home, and, and do you get over to, to see him that much? Yeah, he plays under the under 23 in Portugal. Um, he used to play for Juventude as well until he was like 18. And um, and then he was like invited to play under 23 in Portugal. Um, so yeah, he, he's doing good. He's playing, he's playing okay, uh, expecting like uh, uh, to make a, a, a bigger step. Um, as a young kid, with he's 19 now, uh, he wants to do, you know, like as quick as he can. Uh, but sometimes he just have to learn a little bit, like especially like the Europe future. And um, I guess he can do well maybe for next European season, which starts in July. He can make like a big step and, and, and try to do a little bit better than he's doing now. Well, uh, Fernando, we're going to do our very best that the authorities here in Australia hear all about Rafael because I think Australia needs someone like him if he can score goals because they don't score too many goals. But uh, I did speak to one of your good friends, John Cosmina, your former coach. I mentioned that to him and he said, well, he'll be happy to help you out as well. So uh, everyone, uh, the people that need to know here in Australia uh, hear about Rafael, maybe they could see him play or whatever because he is... uh, a born Australian citizen, so we'd love to see him play there with the name like Rick playing for Australia. How good would that be? Oh, that would be really great, you know. <laughs> and um, for us here, of course, a bit like far away to 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 get known, you know, especially playing in the 20s in Brazil where he's not playing at senior level yet. Uh, 
which is his target for this year to play like for Juventude on a second division at Brazilian Championship uh, that we call here uh, a Serie B. Um, and then, of course, that would be great if uh, someone can really check or, or to have a look. Of course, he doesn't want to play just because he was my son or he's my son or yeah. something like this. Uh, and I guess he can play because he plays really good soccer. All right. Well, and, uh, well, 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 well Fernando, yeah, Fernando, and, and Fernando we're going to leave it there because we're running out of time. But uh, don't worry, mate. We'll do our okay. best to make sure that uh, the people will find out all about uh, Rafael. Mate, it's always a pleasure to speak to you. And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And we'll uh, send our regards to everybody you know here in Adelaide for you, all right? Fantastic, Norm. Thank you very much okay. for that. Thanks, Travis. All the uh, best, mate. Talk with you. <laughs> Thank you for getting up early okay, in the morning. Go back too, to sleep now, Fernando. No, he can get up now. Like the old days. Coffee coffee and, he used to go breakfast. to bed this time of the morning here in Adelaide. What are you talking about? How many sunrises has he seen? <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Fernando. That's Fernando Rick, the former Adelaide United and, of course, uh, Brisbane uh, champion. And uh, I think people still remember him rather fondly scoring goals. Wow, we're running out of time. So, Trav, we're going to take a short break and back right after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodsey for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And he Hyundai's seven-year warranty. Yes, time flies when you're having fun, Trav. We haven't got much time to go, so we're going to quickly talk about the women's game. Uh, thanks to SA Power Networks, empowering women's football in South Australia. Well, the W League is all over for Adelaide United, but... They it ended up on a high. They didn't finish bottom. That's the uh, that's the good part. They beat uh, Newcastle just last week. Was it 2-1? Two, 2-1 one, two, one win? 2-1 win, you yes. Had a, you called that game? Did call that game. And the celebrations, what was it like at the end of the game? Like they I, won I, the championship. Well, I mean, <laughs> you would be pretty pleased that you didn't finish bottom of the table. It's, it's a record that nobody wants, regardless. Well, it was the bottom of the, the table season. clash. Whoever, Well, actually, if uh, Newcastle would have drawn the drawn. game, they would have actually yeah. finished. But uh, they nearly did. But uh, Adelaide deserved the win in the end. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, and it's good that they finished on a, on a win over in the UK. Sam Kerr has picked up her first trophy, uh, winning uh, with Chelsea, beating best friend Matilda's teammate and new Arsenal rival, Caitlin Forward. Forward, forward, two-one in to win the 2020 English Continental Cup. So, well done, yeah, superstar. Very, of course, they are, they're in Australia because they got some games. The Matildas, they have. Yep. Uh, looking forward to to those games. And They'll be on the television against uh, Vietnam. We got uh, World Cup qualifiers. Say goodbye, Travis. Olympic qualifiers. Goodbye, goodbye, Dom.